Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Grandfather's here. Can't you tell me I'm sick? He'll pinch my cheek. I hate that. Maybe he won't. Hey, how's the sickie? Huh? I brought you a special present. What is it? It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. It was a time when life didn't seem so complicated. Marriage is what brings us together today. What? 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 I'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon suite. Wouldn't that be nice? A courtly age. Of gentle conversation. I won't always come for you. But how can you be sure? This is true love. Oh, no. Is this a kissing book? No. Actually, there was a lot of treachery. Peril. And revenge. Prepare to die. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line! <laughs> There were affairs of state. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. And affairs of the heart. My Wesley will always come for me. Your Wesley is dead. I've seen worse. Bye-bye, boy! Have fun storming the castle! It's more than turning. What's the difference? We've got him. Take it away. Take a miracle. Goodbye. It's a story of love. A tale of adventure. It's as real as the feelings you feel. You're kissing again. Someday you may not mind so much. The Princess Bride. Not just your basic, average, everyday, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, ho-hum fairy tale. Indiana Jones Avengers Endgame it follows. Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles, and Sebastian. All sports. Yep. <laughs> you were not hired for your brains, you hippopotamic lambast. I'm Andy Shostner. Inconceivable. <laughs> I'm Jordan. <laughs> Oh, good God. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our review of The Princess Bride, the film we put on the list so Alex would finally watch The Princess Bride, and he's not here. So he? <laughs> he should. It's such a fun film and so quotable. Mm, no. Very. I'm sure he would love it if he, if he actually watched it. 
which was never going to happen now because this podcast was my last gambit. To <laughs> he, doesn't even, he doesn't even listen to the show. He's an idiot. <laughs> it's true. Well, to be fair, I'd never seen it before. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, no. Really? Well, generally, I, <laughs> I tend to avoid movies with, like, with Princess and Bride in the title okay. independently. Yeah. So together, didn't really know what I was in for. But and it's not about... No, not at all. It's not that sort of story. Not at about. all what I expected. It's more like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, by definitely. Books than, yeah. than anything else. I remember discussing this film with Alex about a year ago and him being like, why would we possibly review this film? And like half of the conversation realized he was talking about the Princess Diaries. Uh-huh. Disney one with Anne Hathaway. And I was like, what? No, I haven't even seen those. <laughs> would I make us do that? But it's going to happen next year. <laughs> I'm going to do all those films, all the DVD ones. And High School Musicals. Uh, let's Disney Plus. In. This is becoming really <laughs> achievable for us to do now. Camp Rock. Oh, my um, my debate team in high school was called the Wildcats after the High School Musical team. Okay, I've never seen an ep- uh, a single movie in that in that series, but um, apparently it was very funny. So we were the Wildcats. Wonderful. Yeah, that's my one, that's my two cents for this entire review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So I've I've obviously seen this, you know, half a dozen if not more times myself. Me too. It's um one of my friends' like, absolute favorite films, and we she made me watch it with her maybe ten years ago, and yeah, it's latched onto it since. It's it's a good old time. I have to confess, I haven't seen it in a while, mm. like definitely a few years, but it certainly wasn't the first time I'd, I'd seen it, and it's one of my wife's favorite films. Oh, it's it's I can see why so many people's film favorite films are. It's what okay, it ticks all my boxes. It's about an hour and a half long. <laughs> it's whimsical, which I think is a great word to describe this film. I forgot how funny it was. Oh, how yeah. funny the villains are yeah. too. Yeah. Or not They're the villains, very, very I should funny. say. They they swap Miracle Max is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh the Albi- albino whose name escapes me. Mel Smith. No, 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 the actual character I meant. But yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, whoever. He's very funny as well. Yeah. Mm. Even Humperdinck well, has Mel his Smith. moments. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's very well cast. Everybody's yeah. very good at what they do. Yeah. One of the one of the bits of trivia that Mandy Patinkin suffered his worst injury uh, uh, on set with Billy Crystal just because he was holding back his laughter so much, he ended up with a bruised, bruised rib. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I, um, what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and Andre the Giant's in this one. So it's our sleeper little, here we go. Or are we starting? Or no, but this year, four wrestling films on the uh, schedule. This is but a taste of them. This does not count. We're getting four and a half wrestling films this year if you count this one. And he's so big, I dare say we're getting five. Does that work? Does that he makes it. He's the whole film. <laughs> does, does my math track there? Um, but yeah, um, good stuff from Andre. I'll, I'll go ahead and say before we get into the review, considering he's not an actor, he does pretty well. I think he kind of he doesn't feel like he's he, um, not even English. He's not. He's very French. He's a Frenchman. Very French, which is funny because he doesn't run away that often in this film. You'd think for a Frenchman, <laughs> you'd see a lot of his back. The author of the book, um, William Goldman, he always wanted Andre the Giant to play Fezzik, mm. but at the time it was first being developed. Uh, he just wasn't wasn't available or wasn't wasn't interested. Sure. And so they were considering Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> because he was he was sort of an up and yeah, comer yeah. at the time, I can see but, that. but still a nobody. Fit the bill. He was you know a massive guy with a with a weird accent, and that would have mm. been fine. It took twelve years before a successful production landed with this one. Like it, it had been tried like four or five times. Oh, okay. And Rob, Robert Redford. Trying oh. to try was in charge of one of the productions and it just fell away. I, I suspect that happens a lot yeah. in Hollywood. Even, Mortal Kombat even three, it's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time it came around, Arnie was a big star. Yeah, so they, there was no Didn't way that it. they could afford him. But Andre the Giant hmm. said said yes. 
And what a good so, guy. So Goldman yeah. got Andre the Giant in the end. So it turns out he was in... Um, Apparently he was in like really, really bad shape when they were making this movie. Yeah. Like it was kind of like the peak of like his like physical problems. Yeah. Just from obviously being the size that he is. You're watching him walk around though. He doesn't mm. look like he's yeah, that no. mobile. Yeah. It was like they did like a, I think it was either like Showtime or HBO or something. Had like a doco on him a couple of years ago that oh. came out. And there was like a big portion of it was like dedicated to this movie. And just about like everything that he had to go through, like making the movie. Like apparently like the scene where like he catches whatever her name is when she's come out of the, the window. Buttercup. Yeah. Like apparently even though she was on like, um, you know, like strings or whatever, like even just having to like physically hold her was like really difficult for him at that wow. time, which you wouldn't expect cause he's fucking massive. Also but, a professional wrestler. Yeah. Throws people around for a job. Mm. Yeah. 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 Apparently like the whole production was just like really, really hard on him. Yeah. This is, it's terrible. He, yeah, he would have he wouldn't have lasted too much longer after this film, I don't think, because he died no, I quite think early. He died on. in the nineties, yeah. Um, what year did this come out in again? It was eighty seven. So I'll hit up uh, good old Andre. Um, but universally loved. Okay, so it's six years after this actually, but he died at yeah. forty six. So yeah. look at how he looks in this film. He was thirty seven, so even then he yeah. looked a lot older than he actually yeah. was. Um, but you'd be familiar with we reviewed him in um, really briefly in Jingle All the Way with the Big Show. Yeah, yes. Yep. Same thing, but he actually had some corrective surgery oh. to, I think it was his pituitary gland or something like that. Yeah, so the part of his like that. body that was causing him to have this gigantism and growth, oh. he had um, either tampered with or removed so to you know, potentially avoid a situation like Andre who just kept growing until and he, he lived collapsed. Yeah. Well, he's still alive. Well, there you go. <laughs> Proving my point. I mean, yes. It, <laughs> it, it, it defines on forever, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, hopefully Paul White or Big Show or whatever, you know, doesn't have such an early end. I mean, touch wood, he's probably going to have an earlier end than most. great shape now. Oh, yeah. Crossed. And he's, yeah, he's quite mobile. He had a, a match I mean, like three, four weeks ago. He came back yeah, and he was so. taking bumps and everything Very too. Recently, yeah. Yeah. It's a good stuff. Looking good. Unlike Andre, who can't take any more bumps. Mm. Oh, he's he's bumping up in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for Hulkster to get there <laughs> to tell him how you should and shouldn't talk to black people. Um, all right. So, speaking of wrestling. And other unimportant things. Mm. <laughs> uh, 8.1 IMDb rating. Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critical. 97, that's fuck mm. off good. 94% audience. It is universally loved. Yeah. I can see that. It's a yeah. joyous little film. I actually have a deck of cards from this movie I was going to share with you guys to oh. show. And I actually brought them to work a couple of months ago and forgotten they were in my little desk there because whenever I get bored of my overnight shifts, I start to <laughs> shuffle just to make sure my dexterity stays up, um, which is the weirdest thing to admit on, on air, but I just can like you, to do it. Can you do the, the pen flippy thing? Uh, not great. Um, uh. My ring finger betrays me. It sucks on both hands. For some reason, my ring finger just can't do it. My pinky and every other finger is like, yeah, fuck you, I got this. My ring finger is because it's way down. No, it's in both hands. <laughs> it's actually quite a light ring. Titanium or whatever. It's that quite is. light. What is it made of? Uh, it's made of that same stuff that Saruman makes his rings out of. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. whatever that is. Cut that back. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> um, Where'd you go? What? Oh, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm in the heart of every child and listener of this show. <laughs> um, that's pretty good rating though, 37% yeah. critics. I mean, imagine having the balls to be one of those 3% that said, no, nah, I don't like this. <laughs> I, Fuck off. I don't think there's a bad thing to be said about this film. It's like, it's mm. it's short, it's sweet. I'm going to use this word a lot during the review. Whimsical, which you don't get very often <laughs> in films. And the story is so good, right? I mean, you're all you see for, for most of the film is the, the story that Peter Falk is telling 
uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. But yeah. it's so good, I keep on forgetting that the film is set in his bedroom. Uh, yeah. Mm. This is. I mean, you you you're seeing the story as he's as as he's narrating it, and and it's all in the imagination. That's not the Princess Bride, the film. That's set in the bedroom. Yep. And you just keep forgetting that. Yeah. The sure. grandfather's fantastic. He's good. He's such a good voice as well. Yeah. Like he's, it's very instantly relaxing to hear him read the story. I was saying to my wife, can you imagine Mel Brooks sitting with his Jewish accent, also very distinctive voice? Just Yeah, of course. But <laughs> nobody works as well as Peter Falk does. No, he's great. I'd assume he's also passed on by now. Peter Falk? I think he died in about 20 years ago. So recently? <laughs> Did you ever watch Columbo? Uh, I've Columbo. seen Columbo. I don't. I never watched it. The greatest detective in the world, Columbo. Was Batman would like a word with you? No, no. He was better than Batman. Absolutely. Yeah. So he died in 2011. So oh, nine okay. years ago. So Actually, not as yeah. Long. He lasted longer than I thought. 83. Okay. Yep. Although his last picture on IMDb makes him look like a muppet <laughs> that got stung by a bee. Um, oh. <laughs> it's not a flattering picture. Um, all right. But yes, yeah, so I've we've obviously got a bit of a history with this one. That's good. I'm happy with it. I'm glad that we finally got to do it. I'm just incredibly frustrated that we're <laughs> the, the person that was here to be taught a lesson is not here to learn it's said lesson. That's right. But we've got Jordan, so I'll take that. <laughs> I, that's good. That's right. Cram it down his throat some other way. And also, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Like I said before, I wouldn't have picked this one out if it wasn't on the schedule. So okay. you're you've, welcome. You've got one. Yeah. Because of the title. Mostly, yeah. yeah and just yeah. I guess I, like I wouldn't look at that and be like, oh, what's that about? I'd assume that I know what it's about. It is a bit, and I would be kind of wrong, kind of right, but kind of wrong. Yeah, the title is a bit misleading. Yeah, like it's not, but in a sense, it is because it's not a story about the Princess Bride. Yeah, it's about grandfather and yeah, exactly, and the boy kind of the, you know, the learning journey that, more than anything. Yeah, there are different ways to to entertain yourself than yeah, video games. absolutely. And I mean, there's a and that l- cursed television, <laughs> <laughs> dang idiot box, <laughs> and even. When you move away from the grandfather and the grandson into the actual story that he's telling yeah. him, um, it's yeah, sure, it is about you know, it is about the princess, it is, you know, it is about the um, the, you know, the prince. So I've forgotten his name, Wesley. Um, but there's also quite a lot of there about um, Inigo Montoya, like Mandy Patinkin as well. Like, there's a lot yeah. of well-rounded characters. The only ones I'd say you really get the short shrift in this is Andre, who's kind of is just what he is for the entire <laughs> film, and Walter Sean, who we lose after mm. 20 minutes into the film. But oh, everyone God, else him. gets a lot. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's so over the top and stupid. It's amazing. God damn, his voice is so frustrating. <laughs> I love his voice. It's iconic. I love his voice too. <laughs> I I can't hear his voice without immediately thinking of uh, Grand Nagus Zek from Deep Space Nine. See, I get he played. That's, I get that's that, but I just straight away picture Rex from Toy Story. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the? Are they different? Who's the, who does Iago from Aladdin? Not him, is it? That's Gilbert Gottfried. He's worse. <laughs> he is worse. He, he has, has a, a worse voice. He's a magical voice. <laughs> Wallace Shawn is a is has the the pitch of an angel comparatively to Wallace <laughs> to um, oh. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, God, you kidding me? Gilbert's voice is like nails on chalkboard to my soul. <laughs> it's inside my chest. You have to listen to the words, Seb. Listen to what he's saying. No, he's, absolutely not. <laughs> oh God, the man is is. Very intelligent. Um, well, on and very funny. Well, I'm glad that he's smart and funny, but he needs to talk through a modulator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Despite his popularity, didn't make that much money. He yeah. had a budget of 16 million and took about 31. 16, one six million, sorry, yep. Yeah. Yep, 16, which is about right for an 80s film, I would, I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, and a comedy at that. 
It's. I don't think it classified as anything else. It is a comedy. Yeah, I mean, you could go comedy, I guess, fantasy, maybe, or just adventure. But it's not. Yeah, yeah. But it I isn't mean, really that either. And they, they, they resurrect someone. They, yeah, that's true. And there are eels, and everyone knows they're not real. So. <laughs> ah, now speaking of the the eels, aren't in the book. Okay. In the book, in that scene, uh, Vizzini says to says to Buttercup, "These are shark infested waters." Then fills a cup with his own blood. And pours it into the water to attract the sharks. Oh, so they couldn't great. afford sharks. They had to go with eels. <laughs> or Wallace Shawn's... Fucking laser beams up their heads. <laughs> Wallace Shawn's getting a bit old and we don't want to risk the blood. <laughs> um, okay, interesting. It's his method. You know he'd do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he just <laughs> plunge that dagger straight through his wrist. Um, this, but uh, but, but Billion took 31 in the, um, in the American uh, box office. But it sits in everyone's hearts. It does. I think since like those numbers clearly have not been updated for all the DVD yeah, and streaming streaming numbers because I w- I would think the studio is still making a packet of that. Oh yeah. But as far as its original theatrical release, probably made its money back. Like uh, I know, and, and and that's it. It wasn't a huge hit, but it has become this cult classic. Yeah. It is weird going into this episode though that two out of four of us hadn't seen it or maybe even heard of it. Like that's that feels weird because for me this is quite a famous film. So I'm just I'm, I'm not sure if this group as a whole kind of serves as a good sample size. I mean, Ford never does, but I feel like this is much more well-known form than that. Like we're not like I feel like we're the outliers having 50% of us not seen it. I think it's too small a sample. Yeah, because I'm sure there are films that both of you have seen that are famous and and uh, you know acclaimed and whatever that I haven't even heard of. Yeah, yeah. go watch the Warriors. Like I'd, I'd always <laughs> heard of it. It's just one that's like passed <laughs> under passed under my radar. I guess like I definitely heard of the movie. Yeah. But just not one that I'd sort of sat down and be like, okay, I'm going to watch that. Before I'd seen it as well, I like Jordan, I thought it was just like, mm. I, I'm going to say a very un-PC term, but young me was like, that sounds like a really girly film that I would not right. I would not <laughs> want. That's not Bad Boys 2. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. You know, I've actually um, never seen Bad Boys 2. Yeah. <laughs> or one, and I'm okay. It's all right. No, I'm, sure they're, I'm sure they're both movies. <laughs> That's fine. There was one very famous tall man who auditioned for Fezzik. Would you care to take a guess at who that might oh, be? Oh, so it's an actual known famous actor? Yeah. John Lithgow. Man. Not John Lithgow. Damn it, he's the tallest actor I know. He may have he may have auditioned, but it's not- uh, Oh, I didn't read that. Lithgow. I was just guessing tall people that are actors. Yeah. He's pretty tall, I guess. Not oh. not as tall as this guy. This is an, an actor that we would actually know about, though. This isn't like the Guinness Book of Records tall no, man no, with you'll, glasses. You'll know this name. Tall actor. Um, are there any other descriptive words you could give for him apart from the fact that he's tall and a boy? He's also very exceptionally well endowed. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Famously well endowed. Dave Batista. <laughs> is that is it? Liam Neeson auditioned oh. for. Wait, how is that? Wait, what? <laughs> I can't remember what movie it was, but he walks out of the 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 water, uh, out, of, out of the river or whatever, yeah, naked yeah. and. Yeah, the man's a tripod. Big old dong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to have some weird stuff on my Google. That's fine. <laughs> you are indeed. Liam Neeson auditioned for Fezzik and uh, director Rob Reiner scoffed and said, only six foot four. <laughs> no, thank you. I thought yeah. he was that tall. Yeah, Isn't it weird that I don't, I don't even associate Liam Neeson with the 80s? Like he's How someone, yeah, like he's someone that I only kind of think of like recently. Yeah, he was doing bad action then too. Yeah, I'm sure he was, yeah. but <laughs> just one of the, yeah, one of those guys were like, obviously he's older. So obviously he was working then, mm. but he's just like not a name that I recognize out of like the last decade and a half. Yeah. No, good actor. Sorry guys, I have to Google this now. Yep, um, absolutely. <laughs> um, please continue while <laughs> I'm- uh, Uma Thurman also auditioned for Buttercup. 
not physic. Again, uh, another name that I don't really associate with the late eighties. No, uh, she she was uh, very much an up and comer uh, mm. at the time. Didn't have a lot of credit behind her. Uh, but Rob Reiner also said, "Sorry, too exotic looking. No, <laughs> no thank you. Not white enough." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Iocane powder was imagined for the story. It's not real, just mm. like Australia also imagined <laughs> for the film. Uh, we're, all pay- we're all paid crisis actors. <laughs> Googling this is a lot more difficult than it should be, and I'm going to have to bail on this before seeing his dick. Do you have yeah. like do you have safe search on set? <laughs> I, I might do, but I honestly can't work out how to get it, remove it with this app. One interesting reference that I didn't pick up on until I read about it, Christopher Guest uh, stars as Count Rugen, mm-hmm. who was also the character in This Is Spinal Tap, another Rob Reiner oh. film, who talks about the speaker going to 11. And, of mm. course, he's the six-fingered man. Yep. So the, <laughs> the, the speakers go up to 11 and fingers his fingers go up to, go up to 11. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say on note of this cast as well, um, Wesley goes on to play the fucking Doctor and Saw. Yeah. Which... Is oh, a bit of what? a mind fuck for well, me. I mean, you know, he went on to play Robin Hood, Men in Tights, in Men in yeah. Tights and then went on to play the villain in Twister. No, then, the, the Twister then, was the villain in Twister. <laughs> then he went. Then he went to, no, to play the Doctor in stop. Saw. Stop. Saw was ninety nine. Andrew, the fucking tornado was the villain in Twister. <laughs> What the no, hell? The you tornado t- was not the villain. <laughs> Absolutely, it was the villain. No, the tornado was was a plot device that kills a lot of characters. <laughs> the real villain is Marriage Breakdown. That's okay. What the that also I'll accept. <laughs> maybe there's a villain in a natural disaster film. He was a com- he was a competing storm chaser, but he didn't like sick a tornado on them. No, he, he wasn't did. the weather wizard. He wasn't just fucking like dropping them on. But he stole his idea for the drones. For the for the little uh, uh, you know Andrew, data collecting thing. for he, shame he he stole credit for it for shame not for shame he was the if villain. they wanted to keep it they should have gotten a patent put on the them. twister is not the villain in I twister. think the I think the villain here <laughs> might be the patents officer <laughs> who didn't complete this in enough time to secure it for them this is some oh, bullshit right I just had to IMDb because I was like wait the doctor in sword that was Tobin yeah. Bell and I was like ah oh, Doctor Gordon right so he's the doctor it, from the Saw one not ninety nine or two thousand no it's like two thousand four. And then yeah. he comes back and becomes a villain in one of the later Saws, yeah, which I've also back. not seen. Oh. I just know that he comes back as a he like. Yeah. Oh, I now work with Jigsaw because he yeah. showed me the light and the yeah. light oh, is really basically a convert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he kind of took over that role in the last few. Oh, did he? Yeah, Andrew, have you not seen the Saw series? Neither have I. But pretty much anyone that survives has legitimately a fifty percent chance of becoming a villain in another <laughs> Saw movie yep. going on. I like, and I wish it was not that high. It might be. It might be higher than fifty percent if you survive. I am so so <laughs> curious to see this new saw that Chris Rock is at the hem of. What? what? They're still making it? <laughs> yeah, like they did like a final one and then it was like there was nothing for a few years. And it was then called Cri- like Saw thing. Final Picture yeah, or some was, shit. And then Chris Rock was like, I want to make a Saw movie. <laughs> so, is it a reboot? So that's happening. Or is it a continuation? I'm not too sure. Like there's, They're all, there's like mean, a name that's come out for it. It's like something like a story from the book of Saw or something. So I don't know whether it's like a sequel or like something that's set in the same universe or a reboot or what it is really. Jigsaw's memoirs. But as a, as a fan of the of the series, I'm <laughs> very curious to see what the fuck Chris Rock 
has to do with it and what his plan is. Absolutely crazy. It was like a museum of traps that were too outlandish even for Jigsaw to implement. Maybe. If you want to see that movie, it's called Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> and it's, movie. it's Jigsaw on the go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to stand by a recommendation, but it's definitely just Jigsaw out in the real world rather than Jigsaw in a cage. Gerard Butler would make a good... Jigsaw. He's a funny one. I enjoy him in certain movies, yeah. but then he does a lot of other movies and I'm like, just stop. He does the same thing over and over again. Like that Olympus Down or White House Down or whichever one it yeah. was. Yeah. Olympus is fall Olympus and, is and then the White House yeah. Down. Oh, that's right. They did do one like a couple of years ago. It was just called Jigsaw. Yeah. I completely forgot oh. about it. I thought they <laughs> so it hasn't been dead for that long. I thought they stopped at Saw 7. I th- they I did, then did Saw yeah. 3D, but it wasn't the third movie. It was just Saw... 3D oh. and then yeah they jigsaw was the final one but I don't I mean I've okay I could vaguely tell you the plot of number one and even then it gets yeah. re, it gets retconned throughout I think two saw, to five or some shit too saw 3D I think was meant to be the last one originally yeah but Maybe. it was bad so they were like let's do it again with jigsaw <laughs> yeah and then yeah, yeah jig, we haven't wasted wasn't, enough money in this great. franchise yeah. they, well, they make money and they're not that expensive yeah they're Danny Glover was in the first one and yeah, uh, let's be patriotic it is Australia Day we're recording this one on if you're happy to call it that um, <laughs> it was actually an Australian movie that um, they made like a 10 minute version of it sent it shopped it around and it got picked yeah. up by a studio and they went over and made it proper mm. yeah so not, out, not in Australia though no god no they, actually was it made here I don't think so. The first one I this is, just recall. the first one. But yeah, Danny Glover's in the first one. Yeah. That's exciting. And Carrie Ellis. Yes. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The princess <laughs> for the other <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, she were. That's it. That's all the that's all the trivia. That's all you got? That's all I got. Alrighty. Well, I guess we can talk about the movie then. <laughs> you have to. I guess. If we must. You know, watching it again. I had the I had the feeling that this the the Princess Bride feels like an American doing Blackadder. It yeah, has it has, I a, can it see has that. a real Blackadder feel mm-hmm. for me. Like it's you're you're supposed to take it seriously, but at the same time it's also satirizing, you know, the whole princess, you know, bad evil evil prince trying to take over the realm and he's got this yeah. you know, villainous plan to murder everybody and start these terrible wars just so he can Garner more, more power for himself. You know, I so don't want to change all that. the subject, but sorry. Do you, when you guys think of Black Adder, do you think of the like the medieval version? Because you say Black Adder, and I always immediately go to the war. Well, that was the fourth season of um, Black Adder. But that's so. when I think Black Adder. I just like that's my my image of Black Adder okay. is Black Adder. I think goes medieval forth. straight away. Really? Yeah. yeah. God, that was, that was the I'm one. the weird one. I hate that. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you said, I'm like, it's nothing like that. Well, two of them were medieval. Like mm. you, you, you had the first, the first mm. season, which was definitely medieval, set in the fifteenth century, and then the second one was set in Elizabethan England, which is sixteenth century. Yep. Then the third one is set in eighteenth century. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Georgian, uh, the Georgian era, yep. and then you have the First World War. Was the first? In the first, yeah, the First yeah. World War in in uh, number four. For some reason, that's just the one that comes to mind. I know, I remember watching all the other ones, but for some, or maybe it was just for me, it was funnier. I, I mean, know. it's it's all the same. The only thing that changes is the era. Yeah, all it's, the same actors. It's the and same, yeah. yeah, the same character all the way through. Excellent, good stuff. Sorry, just when you said that, I'm like, how do you think of no, that? And it just <laughs> it just felt like an American take on on Blackadder. Yeah, for me, it tonally, it kind of felt more like a um. Okay, this is not as silly as the films I'm about to say. But it felt more like it's um, n- it, it's not silly. No, that's that. Uh, that's the whole point. It it take it's 
the tone is very serious. You're supposed to believe that in in the um, world of the story, this is this is really yeah. happening. Yeah, that's what I thought was really interesting because like it's done in such a way that it's obviously being like taking itself seriously and being true to you know like romance, fantasy, and comedy all at the same time. But it still does feel a little bit satirical as well yeah. without being like over the top about it. Yeah, yeah. What's but, the um? But, but the Mel Brooks real, cowboy I mean, film. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. Okay. <laughs> Not as silly as Blazing Saddles, but it kind of had that vibe for me yeah, as well. Yeah, and that's, that's what right. I was trying to pinpoint because right. it's not the, and also like a very, very reserved, and I mean very reserved life of Brian. Like if yeah. I know we don't do movies anymore, but that's the two I would pitch it as, like in between there, but just a yeah, just a serious-ish comparatively version of those two films together. It's not a farce. Yeah. Yes. Which those things are more of than than, than a satire. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. But it's also good. just a good comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's a nice little story. It is. It's, it's, it, I love that it's so basic. If I were to pitch this story, Andrew, I've, I'm writing a script, and I were to pitch it to you, you'd be like, "Yeah, so Seb, that's a children's thing. You've just you've just pitched <laughs> you've just pitched something that a kid might yeah. write in grade one or two because yeah. it is that level of basic. Yeah, that's right. Even like the bad guy is going to hook him up to a machine that's going to suck his life out. It's yep. such a vague <laughs> pitch it is and yet it's done so well that even as an adult mm. you can enjoy it yeah if this was a and D campaign funny i would be bored you think so but it works and it kind of is it, like you look at the cast of characters that by the time they team up yeah, first roberts is going after buttercup yep and then he he gets her and all of a sudden he's arrested by uh it's it's not prince valiant what's his name humperdinck yeah. yes Right, rested by Humperdinck. Then it becomes a mission for uh, his 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 former adversaries who want to meet up with Vizzini, who don't know he's dead yet, <laughs> until Andre says that he's he's dead. But then they get together to rescue Roberts so that Inigo Montoya can can dispel his revenge. Yep. And then they all team up in order to save Buttercup, and so Inigo can can get his revenge as well. Prepared yeah. to die. Yeah. And it does. The, the, the whole way along the story, the, the motivations change for what's going on, but the mm. characters run with it and, and... They stay quite consistent. Yeah. 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 Definitely consistent. I was going to say... Like, and, they're, and, they're, and they're reacting to the changes in the, yeah. in the film. Which is always good. Like, all the motivations are very yeah. clear for everyone. Andre's just there to support his friend. His friend has this vendetta from you know when he was a child. There's a whole Wesley and um, it is Buttercup, isn't it? It is Buttercup. Buttercup and Humperdinck are very different names, but in my brain they're like, it's just garbage names. They're they're silly names, you know, but it doesn't matter. Miracle Max. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle Max is great. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen worse. Oh, of course he has. What's the name of the actor? Billy Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Who isn't dead yet. What? No. He's very much alive. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. I don't know. There's not much to look into. He's, he's thinking. He's but how old is he? I mean, like he must be nearing nineties, if not. No, he's, oh, he's, he's not, not that, that old, old, is he? Isn't he? No, I mean, no. he's, he's done up in makeup, but he's sure like seventy. Oh yeah, yeah he must be seventy health, at the though. most. Yeah. All right. I mean, City Slick was ninety-two, and he couldn't have been more than forty then. I'm looking it up. If if my thing loads, okay. Billy Crystal is. Oh, don't make me do math. <laughs> he was born in eighty. Sorry, forty-eight. Forty-eight. So that's seventy-two. That was annoyingly quick of you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I suppose we are on to like a nice flat 2020 at the moment. It's probably a lot easier too. In my head, I'm still like working out like there's a nine in there somewhere. Uh, 50, 60, <laughs> 70. 
Yeah, he he currently looks younger than he does in this movie, <laughs> which is which is a good point for the makeup that he was he's, in. Yeah, he's like, done it. He's done impressive. It yeah, although to be fair, that, that picture should be taken years ago. Yeah. All right, so kidnapping. Yes. So, what's her name? Vizici? Vizini. Vizini is hilarious. He's great. Yeah, he's he's great, a hey. very frustrating <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. It's incredible how annoying he is. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an art form. <laughs> and I wish I could be intentionally that annoying. Like I know I can do it unintentionally, but I wish I could turn that on. <laughs> for, a, for a period in, in, in university, I used to, used to spend a lot of time uh, with this guy who would describe, <clears throat> he described Vizzini as deploying Andy logic uh, in order to ex- ex- explain how he knew exactly where the, where the poison was, apparently I was a lot more convoluted in my in my youth than I am now. Thankfully, I've learned to tone it down, uh, hopefully to a not annoying level. <laughs> That's you've fallen for my second trap. This movie was pitched so Alex would watch it, but also so we could have an intervention about your Vizini-like qualities. But also, but, you're still honey digging. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But that, but that scene of him explaining it is is hilarious. I know, I know exactly where the poison is because I'm not an idiot, so I wouldn't reach for my glass. But you also know I'm not an idiot, so I wouldn't be reaching for your glass. <laughs> but that's just the start of it. This, this goes, this goes so deep. It was game theorying himself. Yes, right. was, oh. <laughs> What's the solution here? Just take her. I give up because I've agreed to an impossible situation and the best situation is I'm either going to drink it and die and then you win or I can just you can just have her and I guarantee to live. But see, he's so clever. He knows he can get away with it. Oh, why did he bother switching? Oh, in his, I'm not saying it's, it's not logical. I just want to know his character. Why did he think switching mattered? To play the, to play the game with him because he, he knows that only one chalice has been poisoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he knows where it is. No, oh, yeah, of course he does. He, he knows where he's the a genius. Is. So he gets he gets uh, Wesley to all the Dread Pirate Roberts at the time to look away so that he can switch them so that he can pick one that Wesley thinks is is the poisoned one, knowing that he's actually picking the the right one, so that he can look into his eyes and goes, "Haha, you're poisoned. You're dead." <laughs> yep. And then Wesley Ugh. out out Vizzini's him anyway. So good. In a brilliant yeah, it was such a fun scene. Yeah, it's I really great. loved it. <laughs> um, before we get to there, though, he has fought Nigo Montoya on the cliff face. Yes. Which is fun. I, I like, I mean, this would not pass anywhere in, in, modern, in <laughs> modern cinema, but I always no, love these it, old sort of swashbuckling and style it should, fight scenes. Because the sword fight is actually really good. The sword yeah, fighting through right. the whole film is good. Mm. Yeah, it looks real because it is real a lot of the time. This is an argument I got into with Zane and Alex a couple of years ago when we reviewed the Warriors, and they were saying the action's just bad. It like it compared to like modern you know fight scenes, it's terrible. It's it's really cliche, and I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of like you know, this is the kind of films I yeah. like. I like this kind of thing because it's just you know like Jason and the Argonauts. I'm not expecting mm-hmm. you know fucking flips over people and laser swords and shit. Like it is what it yeah. is. So stupid. Yeah, I hate that too. Um, so there's always, I, I'm always happy to see this kind of thing. I think it, I mean, it's nostalgia, it's cheap, it gets me, but it reminds me of the films I you know, grew up watching. And it's, <laughs> it's nice. And this is literally, yeah, in that category. Yeah. And it took the months to choreograph. Yeah, I can imagine. There's a, like yeah. for something that's like a pretty, not basic, but I guess for what they were doing then, like you can tell like how meticulously that would have been planned out. Oh yeah. yeah, and the original the original choreography was only a minute long. Oh really? So when they showed uh, uh, director Rob Reiner, he eh, yeah, 
make it longer, please. Yeah. And they end up having to redo the whole choreography and add, yeah, add right. all bits so that they get the three-minute fine. And I like the little wrinkles, like the little, haha, I've been fighting with my bad hand the entire time thing. <laughs> it's just little yeah. things <laughs> that just make his everyone so charming. Yep. And that's what they are. These The main three that we get, they all just kind of, they're there just to win you over. Like, aren't yeah, we just the coolest, absolutely. most approachable people? Like, there's not a single person on that in those three that you think would not, they wouldn't help you move. Yeah. Like, they'd all like, <laughs> they'd all help you pick up the sofa and get it out of there. Maybe but not Andre physically, but he'd try. He'd, he'd do his best. Yeah. Everybody along the way uh, displays this honor that you know you wouldn't think would be there in the real world because if you're really just wanting to to get what you want, uh, you would just carried out and whatever, you know, you would deploy whatever deception you needed to. Yep. But everybody's honourable. Yeah. Right? Of course I'll help uh, you up the cliff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kill you myself. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. You have my you have my word. I will not kill you until you're up here. And then he said, no, <laughs> take a rest. We'll we'll fight when you when you're ready. We'll have a little chat. And you know, that's when mm. you get the, the story of the father. Exactly. When exactly he turns the happened. corner Hit him in the back of the head with the rock. He's like, yeah, that's oh. not very sportsman like. You know, I could have hit you, but I missed d- deliberately. Yeah. Let's fight it out the way God intended. The good stuff. <laughs> okay, it's an unfair match because you're mismatched physically, but it's fair in the sense that everybody at least knows exactly what's going on. There are yeah. no surprises. Which actually kind of, not, I mean, when you po- point out in Onogo, in, 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 in whatever, in, in, Montoya. Montoya, thank you, letting him up to have, have their honorable fight yeah. and Andre missing on purpose to have their honorable fight to then Wallace Shawn switching the glasses. Yeah. It does paint a nice and night. He's and he's the only one that dies. Yep. Yeah. Because he was a dick. But to be fair, yeah. he, I mean, if he just didn't try and trick him and play it straight, he also would have died. <laughs> but, but he did, in a way, die by his own hand ish. Yes. But, but he would have either exactly way, I right. guess. Yeah. But that's what he wanted to have a he's, he's the one who agreed to the to the challenge, who insisted on the challenge. Yeah, he should take the ice bucket challenge yeah. instead. <laughs> it would have been, been fresh and new by that time. And um, or you're a bit of a flu, which actually, whether it said this may have been fatal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, Wesley ends up being captured by Humperdinck. Oh, who then we skipped over. Wesley was originally captured and killed by the Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, yeah. Which is a cool name, by the way. Yeah, it is. It, who w- was a genuine a genuine pirate. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. He was said to be the best pirate in terms of um, he was he was the, the deadliest. Or oh, the okay. Leader. I was like, the nicest of was pirates? The or? most effective. No, no, no. He was, he was just the, the, the most effective pirate. And okay. In, in, the, in the Caribbean. Yeah, Dread Pirate, the real, real guy. He was a pirate of the Caribbean, you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish he had, <laughs> wish he would have ended up in some other film then. Um, so yeah, the, this entire time we're so, literally yeah, Wesley's not Wesley. He's right. the Dread Pirate Roberts here to kidnap a princess for pirate reasons. That's right. That seems unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And there's a lovely scene where uh, Buttercup still thinks it's Dread Pirate Roberts, and she sort of. Gets the one up on him, and there's a there's a nice big big hill, and she says, "Well, why don't you just die?" <laughs> so, this and is then a great, but also the stupidest thing yeah. you've ever described. <laughs> and then Wesley rolling down the hill, you know, screams his catchphrase that she knew Wesley as because it's the only thing he ever said to her, "As you wish." No. Down the hill, and oh my god, it's Wesley! <laughs> I best also dive yeah, down the hill. Exactly, roll down the hill the same way through the fire swamp. Oh God, my brain works in a weird way. The stupid part was him yelling as you wish while rolling. I'm actually completely okay with her tumbling down the hill after him. It's hilarious. <laughs> For some reason that's like, oh, that's completely logical. <laughs> but of course, and then they have the exchange there. You find out the history that no, mm. the Dread Pirate Roberts is just an affectation and it's a lot more terrifying to continue the name, but he's actually like the fourth yeah, Dread Pirate Roberts mm-hmm. that, is, that there has been. And they go to the swamp. 
The fire swamp. The fire yeah. swamp, which is a great little thing as great. well. Yeah. Um, so what is it? There's fire, there's like quicksand, and there's the was it rodents of unusual size? What's the phrasing? Rouse. <laughs> Something like that. Rouse? The R the R O U S. Yep. And I, I stupid bit once again. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think they actually exist. Bam. <laughs> it's like somebody throws a massive puppet at him. <laughs> and he actually tears into him quite a bit. I was so oh, yeah. surprised again. I'm like, oh shit. And then when he burns the thing and it's kind of whimpering there. <laughs> yeah. And he stabs That's it a couple of times. Not, not even in the neck or the head. He just stabs it in the body and just, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> yep. Good I, stuff. I feel for the rat. And Jesus, don't torture yep. the thing. Yeah, if you're going to kill it. Poor rodent of an unusual size. <laughs> Never did nothing. Uh, anything that's above like a mouse in size, I feel bad for yes. being near it when it dies. Like anything, I mean, even a mouse. Of course, if it's a yeah. mammal, I, f- I have like, yeah. I'm sad. Yeah. This is well, I forgot dog. to mention this on my way and there's a dead bird in your driveway, by the way. Wonderful. I hate <laughs> birds. So you'd be surprised how okay with that I am. It's actually an interesting point. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, genetically speaking, you're far closer to any other mammal than you are to say insects, which you, know, you don't mm. give a shit about. Yeah. Dragonfly, cricket, you know, I'll chop them in half with a pair of scissors, but a nice little mouse. Oh, no. You wouldn't chop a mouse in half with scissors. Sad, sad story time. (laughs) Sad story time. Not (laughs) as sad as you think. Um, We keep our 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 dog food inside in the containers, and we were hearing noises back in early December. And like I was watching TV and Jess was in bed and the dogs were in bed and I was hearing noises. And I went over and found that there was a mouse, a little field <gasps> mouse, about Aww. maybe two, three inches long that I was trying to chew through the um, thing. Every time I try to catch it, of course, it's fucking faster yeah. than me. Could not get it. So I put out a couple of humane traps, which effectively they're like boxes the mouse walks yeah. into, can't walk out of, yeah. to try and capture this thing so I could let it go outside. One month, it did not get fucking captured. And I heard it when I got back from Japan. And I was like, I, I have to, we can't have, we just can't have mice yeah. in the house. So I had, I went to Woolies and I got um, actual proper Aww. mouse traps. The snappy ones. The snappy ones. I didn't want to do this, but it had been literally just over a month. Cause I had done it like two weeks before I had left and okay. I was gone for three weeks and shit. And like yeah. put them out and literally four hours later, snap. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, okay, thank God it's done. I, I thought it was, I thought it was still alive as well, but it wasn't. I was happy just to bring it outside and end up getting rid of it. It was very sad. Because I didn't want to kill. I was of like, course, I, I yeah. was being as fucking patient as I can, having an actual pest in the house. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll put it back, the, the trap back, because I've had two of them just in case. And like twenty minutes later, bam, another one. No way. And I was like, oh, there was two of them. I just killed a little married couple. <laughs> uh, and they've been out since now for like a week and nothing else. I think we just had the two, and they were like, they're fucking adorable. Yeah, the kids are probably starved on the good somewhere with <laughs> they. Well, the traps are still there, just in case there's like backup coming, um, in case like mouse people. Mouse cops come to find them. You'll forget about them, and then in two years' time, you'll be rummaging around your garbage. Out my hand. Bed. But what's interesting was they were like the pre-baited ones, like with the stuff in them. And I opened them out, and it smelled. Have you guys ever had like taro milk tea? Yeah. Yeah. It smelled exactly like that. And I was like- Oh, no wonder the mouse came really quick. Exactly. delicious. Mm. And I was like, oh no, this trap's for me. (laughs) It's like my favorite drink. Um, And I made the joke to my wife. I've got to make sure they're in places that are near the dog's food area, but also the dogs can't get to them. And like 10 minutes after making that joke, um, my dog Adelaide pushed the fucking dryer out of the way to try and get to this thing to put her nose (laughs) against it. Because it was like, apparently it's so delicious that she just needed- (laughs) The stuff itself isn't poisoned. It's just more so I don't want dogging snapped on the nose yeah of course they were just like the little shitty plastic ones they weren't like the full like 
I think the dog's face would have been fine, but yeah. they weren't like the metal ones. But I'm a murderer is the story here. And Shame I felt really you, bad, sir. but it was also like, you can't <laughs> argue with how efficient they were. Four hours, two of them, as opposed to 30 plus days, none of them. Yeah. So it just goes to show guys, being humane, it doesn't work. Well, in future, get the nice box ones and bring home a taro milk tea. You know it works. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I still got the humane one out just in case as well. Like I'm checking them all, but I think it's all, it's all in the clear. But um, at least my dog's food isn't being eaten anymore. <laughs> Once again, like we've got a lovely kitchen full of food, but they'll, they'll go for the dog's food. So but you just can't help stupid sometimes. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know who was stupid? Prince Humperdinck. Prince Humperdinck. What a dick. To leave his prisoner unattended for so long. Yeah. Wait. So she's being recaptured now? Are we back there? <clears throat> so the eggs at the fire swamp. Uh, Wesley is, is, is captured. Of course, I'll let he's, him go. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, he's going. He, Humperdinck is going to order Wesley's execution for having kidnapped the the princess, uh, and she says, "Look, I'll marry you if that's what if that's what it takes. Uh, just ju- just just let him go. Let him go back to his his ship." And he, of course, says, "Yeah, no problem." That seems I'll, like a fair request. Yeah, that's that's great. And then, in an aside to his to his lieutenant. Don't do any of that. <laughs> In fact, do exactly the opposite. I don't know why he's such a dick that he couldn't just like, if you want to kill him, just kill him. Why did he want to specifically torture him? Because it's also, I mean, he's, he's developing this machine. We, we oh, hear, that's right, it's R&D. We, we hear Count Rugen say, look, we haven't tested it fully yet. Please, I'd, I'd really appreciate your, your, your thoughts on exactly what you're, on what you're feeling. And he starts to cry just after being exposed to the lowest setting. And interesting. And <laughs> writes in his little notebook. It's <laughs> oh, so weird. But I do love like the bureaucracy of it all, though. Like in that part. Yeah, exactly right. So at that at that same time, um, Inigo Montoya is getting drunk in the in the forest, uh, in the in the prisoners' hideout that Vizzini said they should all head back to. Uh, and Humperdinck has ordered for the forest to be to be cleared out because he's heard through not through his spy network, which his his head guard also says, "Hey, I haven't heard that the princess is in danger in any way." And Humperdinck says, "No, no, no, she is, and the threat is coming from the uh, uh, thieves' forest or whatever it is, the thieves' village. Clear it out, and and away we go." Mm. Inigo Montoya is, is is drunk there as it's all being cleared out. Andre the Giant comes back. As he's as he's fighting a fighting a guard, uh, and says Vizzini's dead. Um, we need to we need to sober you up and try and try and you know make sense of whatever's whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And Nigo Montoya says, oh, "I have to get the I have to get the guy. I have to get revenge on 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 my guy." And the only way they're going to do that <coughs> because they've lost Vizzini. Andre the Giant says, "Yeah, we have we have strength and we have your your." Uh, sword play, but we don't have we don't have the brains. But you know who did have the brains? Mm. It was Wesley, who has been captured by Humperdinck. So Much smarter go, than Mazzini. <laughs> so le- yeah, that's right. He had to be because he bested he bested him. So let's go and rescue him in order to be able to break into the castle to get your to get your guy. What this actually is in D and D terms is he's actually um, Wesley compared to these guys. These guys, I mean, Montoya's a rogue. I'd say oh, Andre's probably a barbarian just given that he's pure strength-based. Yeah. And Vizzini was, for lack of a better term, let's say like a wizard or a mental-based character. Yeah? Yes. And what has happened is Wesley's come in mid-maxed strength, um, intelligence, and dexterity. So in their, in their isolated fields, he's actually quite stronger than them. 
But wisdom-wise, constitution... Actually, no, his con's pretty high too because the poison, I'd guess. Oh, that's tough. Mm. He hasn't really min-maxed. I think Wesley's just an illegally created character. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems to be every class. I don't know. I Maybe mean, they're all he, level five and he's walked in level 10. He's just like fucking with them. He spent a lot of time being the Dread Pirate Roberts. So who knows if he wasn't on quests that were doubling up his experience points. You're right. Uh, no, no. Swashbuckler is a rogue archetype and they take the skilled feat, which explains <laughs> yeah. why he's able to, to bump up some of his stats quite high there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, that makes sense. you get some boosts, back-to-back adventures. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Can, that, uh, that XP is is overflowing. Hey DM, can I not take the extra gold and just take a level instead? And they, the DM's just rolled over and now we've got this god tier character walking on <laughs> with these plebs, these level two adventure starters. Yeah. Well, he's not godlike. I mean, he still gets captured. He's still injured. Yeah, and then they suck the life from him with a machine. That's exactly right. 50 yeah. years of his life. 50? Yeah, they kill him. Oh yeah, true. I Humperdinck, Humperdinck, part, yeah. Humperdinck comes back in a half and saying, you know, if Buttercup doesn't doesn't want me, that you know, she's dead anyway. But fuck you, Wesley, and he mm. jams the thing all the way up to eleven. Mm. Actually, Humperdinck all the way up to fifty. Has it's very it's insincere in context of the film, but it's acted sincerely. This wonderful part when he talks to Buttercup, just saying like, we're gonna go look for him. If he doesn't want to come back to you, could you please consider me? As Instead a, of killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. as like a, a second option to suicide. Yeah. And it's actually weirdly sweet. Yeah. It's a, it's it's quite a nicely written line that I wish a dickhead didn't say. Because it's actually <laughs> quite nice. Like, hey, I get that things suck. But but his plan that he reveals very soon after capturing Wesley is that he was the one who hired Vizzini to kill her. But now it's even better because if she dies as the queen, that'll rally right. the, the citizens yep. into starting this war with the with the guilders even even more fiercely. Except for that one boo lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting up. That's that's a great segment. Yeah, that's, that, a, yeah, that's, that's the nice life point. of Brian part that got yes. me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just that one person in the crowd telling you off and done so well. You had true love and you squandered it. You're boo. stupid. <laughs> boo this man. Oh, good shit. But that ended up being a dream anyway. Anyway. Oh shit! What? Because she oh, never. things blur. The, the the climax of the film is at the wedding, but that was that was just Buttercup being tormented yep. by nightmares oh, for having right. for having left. Yeah. Uh, for not having pursued Wesley Wesley further. Yeah, I completely skipped over that. That was a dream, and in my head, yeah. I was like, "How did Still, that lady not get executed? <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst kingdom ever." <laughs> and of course, the the king is dead in yeah. that dream, which he isn't later later on. This, this film's full of resurrection. I don't know. And he's and, he, and he's walking. He's walking Buttercup, uh, sort of down the down the corridor after the wedding, and she says, "Well, you know, thank you very much. It was it was nice knowing you. Goodbye. This is the last time I'll see you because I'm going to kill myself in the honeymoon." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> she kissed me. <laughs> oh. Surprisingly dark, but light at the yeah. same time. <laughs> um, now. I will say we're coming into this having seen it before, so whether I'm not blaming nostalgia on it, I love this film. It is what it is. But Jordan, was it hitting you in this sort of like magical way, or, or how did you actually feel? Yeah, when watching well, I it? mean, it was definitely like because it does have that kind of fantasy element. It does kind of bring that on at the same time. Okay, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was everything that it needed to be. I guess for what they were trying to do. Yeah, but yeah, it was really. I guess. The word that you've used, I think, is the correct one. Whimsical. You're welcome. <laughs> it is a rather a whimsical little film. Yeah, I, I really, really liked it. Um, it. It hit every mark. There's yeah. no, there's no low, low point in the film. Yeah, and that's what I meant before as well. Like they, 
they do everything really well. Like they did the fantasy stuff well. They did the comedy stuff well. Yeah. The romance where it is is done really well as well. And the story keeps moving. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, there's no like slow points. No, but it's not too fast that you feel like it's getting ahead of itself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it just flows on. It's very, all of its plot naturally. points in like the right kind of flow to it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. The last point I think that we should definitely talk on. Um, and I'm hoping somebody may have accidentally researched this because I, I, I tangentially remember it. Um, Mandy Patinkin as Montoya um, versus Humperdinck. Um, he doesn't find Humperdinck. Not he Humperdinck. Um, Count Rugen. Count Rugen, sorry. Um, they have their little sword battle to the death. Um, have you guys heard or seen the interviews with Mandy Patinkin talking about doing that scene? No. So his father had died. Um, oh, either recently or recent enough that it was fresh in his mind um, to cancer, and he goes to credit his performance in that scene when he. Cause you know, he's got that line. My name is Ignacio yeah. Montoya. You killed my he father. Prepare to die. die. Yeah, it keeps on um, building and building in, in its ferocity. Yeah. yeah. Um, the reason he's like pretty much crying by the end of it was he said part of his like you know wow. doing his going through it and trying to get in the hearts of the character. Um, to get his emotion right, he was acting as though he was talking to the cancer that had killed his father, right. which is why he's particularly emotional in yeah. that scene. Um, which it is a nice off. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. And yeah. I mean, whether or not, I mean, it's it's a very common thing that I think we can all kind of identify in one way yeah. or another, knowing someone or at least seeing yeah. someone go through that. Um, yeah, once again, like this film, people gave a fuck about when they made, and it yeah. really yeah. it really shows that everyone put everything they had into this one and as silly as it can be in some points and as serious in others that shit really matters yeah. if everyone thinks they're making a joke you get the Star Wars franchise but if everyone <laughs> but if everyone honestly I mean, gives the, a fuck yeah, sure. yeah, if it's not just a paycheck exactly it was weirdly a, a passion film for, ev- for mostly everyone involved by the sounds of it which mm. is really it's it's nice to see because it doesn't have that sort of like this movie didn't have that, that Hollywood sheen on it it never felt Produced in that yeah. sense, it feels, it feels like it has it a does heart almost of kind of feel like an indie in a way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, um, this is definitely worth looking at the interview with uh, Manny Patinkin about that one, okay? Because um, it was done around. Oh, he's probably done it a thousand times. You know how the interview circles work, but there was a couple of recent ones which may have be coincided with the thirty year on release, or maybe even the twenty okay. year release. Um, after his Law and Order fame and yeah. stuff, where he's like a known actor, and I was uh, I, I was reading that uh, he says he has two to three times daily. People come up to him and say, and, and say the line, "There's Nega Montoya, uh, you killed my father, prepare yeah, to die." Yeah. And he loves it. He <laughs> loves that that the film resonated so much that people are still, yeah, talking about it. And and his character, I mean, I think that that and Inconceivable are probably the two most quoted lines from the from from the film, to my yeah. knowledge. I mean, and definitely, my name is Nega Montoya is the most quoted. Yeah, I mean, surely. You'd think As You Wish would have had a good run given how many times it's said, but not mm. doesn't, does it? It doesn't, no. you know, because it doesn't, doesn't. it's not memed. Yeah. Know, for, for, whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, it's not memed, but Enigma Montoya is. I'm going to see if I can find the explanation for that scene, um, but I'm hoping for a trivia version of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, films, um, films are, are a business, but if you're, if you're taking it from the perspective that you're making a piece of art, uh, yeah, people are going to take it seriously. Mm, They're going absolutely. to take... They're going to take a message from it. They're going to look to it, to you know, to inspire them to be better people or to to get them through a particular moment or yeah. whatever. I certainly do. Mm. So his father died of cancer in seventy two, yeah. um, and this film came out. Let's say seventy four, eighty seven. Oh, eighty seven. Okay, so it was Still, fifteen years, but yeah. it's his father. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. Sad, but um, sad. made for a good scene. Yeah. 
Um, did you guys want to move along to Vergs? Or do you have any other scenes in particular? To talk about? I just want to talk about that's a great fucking fight scene. That's yeah. all. <laughs> um, yeah, really they're all good. All the sword fighting is really good in the film. It's yeah. very well choreographed. It looks yeah, real. It looks great. And everybody's doing their own stunts. I think Mandy Patinkin. Really. Yeah, Mandy, yeah. Mandy Patinkin. The only time he had a stunt double used was for a flip at some point. The rest of the time, it's him doing everything. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Carrie Elwes too insisted on doing a lot of his own mm-hmm. stunt work. Yeah. This is a little off topic, and I, have, we, have we spoken about it? If we've, if we've already spoken about it on the podcast, then I'm not going to talk about it now. Did we talk about Liam Neeson um, being like a skilled having a big fencer? Dip? Yeah, just before, like is ten he? minutes ago. <laughs> no, he's a very skilled swordsman, and this only just reminded me. Talking about him doing those uh, maybe stunts, because maybe he's very well equipped. Exactly, he <laughs> knows what he's doing. But he's like, I think he was a fitted fencing when he was growing okay. up, and in um, Phantom Menace. He had to like ah. tone down and learn a different style ah. because, but he, unlike everyone else who got trained up from ground up, because yes. he actually had skills, he was out fencing them in like some of their shit. He was just being too dominant because he was oh. good at it. So, um, in any sense of the word, you don't want to have a sword fight with Liam Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, or I do you? Ooh. Well, I'm going to jump in and say I definitely recommend this film and Liam Neeson's dick by the sounds of it, um, if I'm understanding the flow of this conversation correctly. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, it's a pity it's not on Netflix at the moment, but I've seen it pop up and you know, on and off yeah. a bunch of times, but it was n- no difficulty to locate this one. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But I also weirdly, I'm going to recommend buying this film if you've got the means. Like, I really enjoy it. It's a great to sit there. It's, oh, I hate this expression, but honestly, it's a really good rainy day movie too. Yeah, it's very rewatchable. Get yourself a cup of tea. Yeah, the rain's smashing over. I just <laughs> chill out and watch this film. I, the only downside is I wish it was a bit longer because you get more more out of it that way. But it's perfect for what it is. It's it's a perfect size. That's yeah. exactly right. Absolutely. And if it was two hours and just as good, I'd be so happy. Mm. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be as good if but it was two hours. I'm saying if yeah, you, if you true. kept yeah. if you kept it, really but, is uh, like that perfect length for a movie though. Yeah, what is it like hour thirty six? I think. Oh, that yeah. Between like I said, between it and Moon for this fortnight or whatever it was, it was beautiful having two films done <laughs> in three hours. Yeah, and it's it's timeless. I think I don't think this film is going to age. It certainly hasn't in the last thirty years. Yeah, I don't feel like it has. The only things that could age would be the action scenes, and like we said, they're good. Yeah, they're so they're fine. Like, but even so, for the universe in context, that's you know perfectly modern and perfectly perfectly yeah. fine. Mm. Like there's nothing. There's nothing about the the fights that is outdated because everybody has that same level of technology. Yeah, it's exactly. not like somebody is running around with a gun and saying, <laughs> "Hey, let's no, let's let's sword fight because you know none of that yeah. is it's not on." I was just thinking as well. I mean, this film must be somewhat more in the zeitgeist as well. Even recently, because we had Deadpool two. Remember, it got re released with the um the Fred so, Savage kidnapping and ripped it right <laughs> off in a yeah. very satisfying way. I still think that version's the yeah. best version of Deadpool two. Yeah, definitely, it was really yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you ever see that one? I don't think so. We Andrew and I went to go see it because the whatever was it. Fox invited us through to yeah, go see it, but yeah. it was like Deadpool Ever After or Happily Ever After. Once oh, like Once a Deadpool, Christmas that's the thing. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was literally Deadpool 2, but they had reduced some of the gore to make it go from an R in the States to like an M or whatever, PG-13. Okay. But replaced it yeah. with the scenes of Deadpool having kidnapped an adult Fred Savage, <laughs> subjecting him to the same scene of a setup of Princess <laughs> Bryant reading him the Deadpool story. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was terrific. That's good. It was, re- it was really well done. <laughs> Very satisfying to it. And this film, I, it, it hasn't staled. In, in, in all the times that I've rewatched it, it's still, all, all the reveals, even though you know they're coming, they're yeah. built up in a way that is very satisfying. The, the, the payoff is there and it's not stale. Yeah, I feel like if I was to go back and watch it again in a couple months' time, I'd still enjoy it just as much. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Do. <laughs> and report back immediately. Will do. <laughs> Was that it? We've all recommended it. Big thumbs up. Great film. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our socials then. Instagram. We have that. At Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Jump over onto left Facebook, facebook.com forward slash second take. Um, Jordan, you've got a Twitter as well? I do. It is Jordan at all, at Jordan MSPP. It's mostly just retweeting of funny memes and wrestling talk. Yeah, Lots I'll- of GIFs though. If you like GIFs, wrestling GIFs to the roof. Oh, wonderful. I wish I could say mine was much different, but it's not. <laughs> it's mostly is- Seb retweeting my retweets. That's it. I'm just there to support Jordan um, <laughs> at Bastion underscore James. Do you have a Twitter that you use at all? I don't think you do, but if you do, now's the time to say it. A.S. Schossler. I have tweeted three times. Oh, I did that Love today. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exciting. Um, if you want to, yeah, jump onto our website, secondtakepodcast.com or send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we do have a Patreon as well if you'd like to support the show. Um, Patreon.com slash take. I feel like I'm missing one, but it can't be too important. Email? <laughs> Oh, I think I did that one. Good. Yeah, you did. yeah. Well, that sounds like Keep it. listening. Yeah, just keep doing it. Keep doing that thing. Um, we'll be back next week for, I think, James Bond. I want to say James Bond. Good. Unless, yeah, it must be. It must be. The timeline's all wobbly. Well, we'll be starting off with Casino Royale, you know, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall. Yep, we're getting worse as we go along. Um, <laughs> after right. Skyfall, it's Spectre. This is, is honestly right? going to be all new to me. I'm not a James Bond guy at all. Yeah, I've only seen it's a couple of these good. ones. Yeah, I've, I've heard they're kind of off and on. Like one's good, the other's not so much. One's bad, and the um, next one's pretty good again. No, my memory is the first one was good, the second one was bad, the third one was amazing, the fourth one was fine, but not good. The third one, Skyfall? Yes. One of the worst films made of Top the Top film decade. of the decade. <laughs> and then, where is that? these are the five or six of them. I, can't, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Cine Royale, I think Quantum of Solace. Daniel Craig's fifth Bond film is is the one that is coming out being released soon. okay cool yeah. so yeah we're doing that one as well so that's fun uh, this is the first time we've even done is it might be the first spy film we've done, spy films we've even done on the show Ooh. let alone the first James Bond films my um, exposure to James Bond is literally playing Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64 yep, and then Austin guy. Powers <laughs> yeah it's pretty much somewhere in between those two <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I th- well I know you I know we used to at least with it Andrew but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and if you don't like these ones? Well, I got some good news. You have fifty years of movies you can ignore because <laughs> these, the, these are even the bad ones of these. I'd say are better than some of the better ones of the old ones too. So, have, have you not seen the GoldenEye film? I've seen like bits and pieces, but I don't like remember them. It's good. GoldenEye is very yeah? good. Okay, yeah. it's the first one Pierce Brosnan did. Yeah, well, like, that's like what I remember of yeah. James Bond is, is Pierce it, Brosnan. Yeah. It's quite good. Yeah. Literally reviewing all of them would His be other own show. <laughs> like yeah. so many of them. It, it would, it would. The other Pierce Brosnan bonds, you know, get worse as they Average, go along. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Daniel Craig ones kind of, I mean, bond to bond, it's debatable whether they're a continuation or just a reboot when you mm. change actors. Cause they sometimes they reference each other. Sometimes they don't. The Daniel Craig ones pretty much stand alone. Okay. So there might be an occasional cheeky nod, but you just won't notice it if it's referring to something else. So they're pretty good jumping on point. So okay. I'm, I'm, positive that you'll have an experience there you go i would hope so (laughs) all right we'll be back on wednesday for the radio goodbye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 